Okay, so they're saying that the soy was found to be problematic in a certain type of mouse. Uh, however, when they actually uh, went on to do human studies, let's see what they found about these soy isoflavones. You know, the burning question is, is it, is it really, is it really soy? Is soy the bad guy that we want to play it out to be? Uh, let's delve further into the science because uh, I know you're having trouble understanding and believing this. It may be the first time you've ever heard it, unless you've heard my show before. But here's the actual scientific medical journals, the review, the science. It's all here. We know that animal product, not soy, is a principal cause of feminization of increased risk of cancer, obesity, uh, several other chronic hormonal imbalances. So uh, let's, let's, let's jump in um, in more depth right now. Soy foods have become controversial in recent years, even among health professionals, exacerbated by misinformation found on the Internet. Chief among the misconceptions is that soy foods promote breast cancer because they contain a class of phytoestrogen compounds called isoflavones. Since estrogens can promote breast cancer growth, it's natural to assume phytoestrogens might too, but people don't realize there are two types of estrogen receptors in the body, alpha and beta. And unlike actual estrogens, soy phytoestrogens preferentially bind to and activate estrogen receptor beta. This distinction is important because the two types of receptors have different tissue distributions and often function differently, and sometimes in opposite ways. And this appears to be the case in the breast, where beta activation has an anti-estrogenic effect, inhibiting the growth-promoting effects of actual estrogen, uh, something we've known for more than 10 years. There's no excuse anymore. The effects of estradiol, the primary human estrogen, on breast cells are completely opposite to those of soy, phytoestrogens, which have anti-proliferative effects on breast cancer cells, even at the low concentrations one gets in one's bloodstream eating just a few servings of soy, which makes sense given that after eating a cup of soybeans, the levels in our blood cause significant beta receptor activation. So where did this outdated notion that soy could increase breast cancer risk come from? The concern was based largely on research that showed that the main soy phytoestrogen genistein stimulates the growth of mammary tumors in a type of mouse. But it turns out... Okay, so they're saying that the soy was found to be problematic in a certain type of mouse. Uh, however, when they actually uh, went on to do human studies, let's see what they found about. These soy isoflavones are actually very important to understand. Uh, in terms of the serving size, the amount, and uh, what, is, what is the effect on the body. Let's, let's pay attention. We're not actually mice. We metabolize soy isoflavones very differently from rodents. The same soy leads to 20 to 150 times higher levels in the bloodstream of rodents, the breast cancer. Okay, so listen to that closely. Humans metabolize soy because we're more plant-based animals, whereas rats are carnivores, and they can build up somewhere between 20 and 150 times more of these uh, soy concentrates 
within mice. So you can't even look at the mouse studies. You have to look at human studies. But let's go further, because this is important in regards to how it has an effect on breast tissue in humans and so forth. Cancer mouse in question was 58 times higher. So if you ate 58 cups of soybeans a day, you could get some significant alpha activation too. But thankfully, we're not hairless, athymic, overreactomized mice, and we don't tend to eat 58 cups of soybeans a day. At just a few servings of soy a day, with the excess beta activation, we would assume soy would actively help prevent breast cancer, and indeed, soy intake during childhood, adolescence, and adult life were each associated with a decreased risk of breast cancer. Those women who ate the most soy in their youth appear to grow up to have less than half the risk. This may help explain why breast cancer rates are so much higher here than in Asia, yet when Asians come over to the U.S. to start eating and living like Americans, their risk shoots right up. For example, women in Connecticut, way at the top of the breast cancer risk heap, in their 50s have like 10 times more breast cancer than women in their 50s living in Japan. But it's not just genetics, since when they move here, their breast cancer rates go up generation after generation as they assimilate into our culture. Okay, so we're really getting a clear understanding then of this whole uh, issue. Uh, and the, the question that we're replying on this YouTube video, is soy healthy for breast cancer survivors? Now, the issue that was discovered, and I learned about this literally back in uh, 1978 when Dr. Ernest Winder had done all the research on high-fat diets and prolactin. And uh, this, this question is coming up from Stephen. How do you counteract high prolactin levels? And it's a great question because, quite frankly, it only takes 30 days on an oil-free plant-based whole foods diet to bring down prolactin levels to safer levels. Now, there is a prescription that some men use, um, and that prescription does lower uh, the estrogen dominance, uh, that particularly the prolactin hormone. And interesting, when you lower prolactin, you improve erectile function. It's one of the easiest ways to kind of naturally get an erection, just taking these pills that lower prolactin. So not only should women learn how to reduce uh, prolactin levels, men should learn how to lower prolactin levels. And um, if you want to remain sexually active as you age. But let's go further here. Are the anti-estrogenic effects of soy foods enough to actually change the course of the disease? We didn't know until the first human study on soy food intake and breast cancer survival was published in 2009 in the Journal of the American Medical Association, suggesting that among women with breast cancer, soy food consumption was significantly associated with decreased risk of death and breast cancer recurrence, followed by another study, and then another, all with similar findings. That was enough for the American Cancer Society, who brought together a wide range of cancer experts to offer nutrition guidelines for cancer survivors, concluding that, if anything, soy foods should be beneficial. And since then, two additional studies have been published for a total of five, and they all point in the same direction, five out of five tracking more than 10,000 breast cancer patients. Pooling all the results, Soy food intake after breast cancer diagnosis was associated with reduced mortality, meaning a longer lifespan and reduced recurrence, so less likely the cancer comes back. Anyone who says so. 
Okay, so wow, five studies tracking over 11,000 patients and individuals on these major studies tracking to see if, if soy uh, had anything to do with breast cancer, uh, survival, getting worse, getting better, and every single study pointed to the safety of soy. Now, again, I'm not about recommending processed soy if you get it, get it GMO-free and organic, uh, preferably eat it as the edanami, as the soy, uh, little soy pods that, that, that when you go to a sushi restaurant, when I get vegetarian uh, soy sushi rolls, cucumber rolls, and avocado rolls, I always eat those little edamame, and I, I like the spices with them and everything. Get some miso soup for the iodine. Um, and of course, if you're wanting to reduce uh, uh, prolactin, which is a dangerous risk for cancer, um, the the soy foods are not going to be harmful. You have to reduce the animal foods because they're so high in toxic hormones and the animal products are loaded with fat. So these keto diets are the exact opposite of what you should be doing to protect yourself from cancer and associated issues. So um, I, I hope this message is clear. Let, let's see uh, the final conclusion here uh, regarding the soy story. Otherwise, hasn't cracked a journal open in seven years. And this improved survival was for both women with estrogen receptor negative tumors and estrogen receptor positive tumors, and for both younger women and for older women, pass the edamame. Okay, so I think he made it pretty clear. Pass the edamame, which is uh, one of my favorites to eat. Uh, and uh, you can get it, uh, I guess, frozen and, and then um, warm it up when you're, when you're ready to eat it. Please give us a review on iTunes, and we'll be happy out of the group of reviews to choose a lucky winner of one of our award-winning products. It could be Block, Adrenal DMG, Stem Cell Strong, or even Power & Speed. We'll ship you a bottle at no cost. You'll enjoy it just from basically giving us a review on iTunes. Also, visit DelgadoProtocol.com. That's DelgadoProtocol.com and take our free hormonal quiz. Looking forward to assisting you to be your absolute best.